Hi, I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Danielport. We're board-certified plastic surgeons and hosts of the podcast, Forever Young. Join us every Tuesday as we share the latest products and procedures in the never-ending quest to help our patients look and feel their very best. The world of cosmetic surgery is constantly improving. Join us on the cutting edge. Forever Young is available wherever you get your podcasts. The following content is not suitable for children. Faking orgasms. What the heck is that about, Lori? I didn't know that was a, such a thing. I mean, I heard of women faking orgasms, but men do it too. Men do it too. Yeah. You'd think it'd be a little bit hard for a man to do it, right? Because, well, there, you, you could tell, but. Should be some evidence somewhere. There should be some evidence somewhere. <laughs> okay, but we've got a question from a listener from our mailbag, so we're going to talk about it. Welcome to Foreplay Sex Therapy. I'm Dr. Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Valley, your couples therapist. We are here to talk about sex. Our mission is to help couples talk about sex in ways that incorporate their body, their mind, and their hearts. And we have a little bit of fun doing it, right, G? Listen, and let's change some relationships. Okay, so G, I've got a question. I'm going to disguise her name, but she says, I think my husband's been faking orgasms. I feel like most people believe this would only happen with women, but I would love to have it normalized. We've done EFT therapy, yay. And I've learned about performance anxiety and struggles with delayed orgasm. But in therapy, we agreed the goal during sex was not about orgasm. We've gotten to a wonderful place sexually, but he's, he still puts pressure on himself again. And now he's faking orgasm. I gently asked him if he was feeling pressure creeping up again and if there was anything I could do to support him. His response, he recognizes his need to work on letting go. I get the feeling that faking the orgasm is contributing to the performance anxiety. Mm. Yeah. As the emotional pursuer in the relationship, I accept that it's up to me to bring this up. How can I do that without adding to the anxiety he's already feeling? Hmm. Yeah. That's I, well, first of all, I love all her questions, right? She's like super concerned here. She wants to bring it up right. Yeah. There's a lot of misperceptions out there, including my own. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Like men don't fake it. I mean, it's just we make these general assumptions, right, that are out there in pop culture that it's just the way people just think without really fully thinking things through, right? So yeah. whenever we're laughing or trying to have fun, it's, it's never at the expense of people taking risks that are reaching out right. to us. So. Right. You know, I just want to make sure, you know, I'll let people know because it, it, it never feels good when we're struggling and that people are willing to talk about that is how we get help, how we can repair that. So we always applaud that risk taking. And, you know, we also need to bring up topics that a lot of people, including me, have a lot of misperceptions about. So thank you for, for continuing to educate us. Yeah. And thank you so much for writing in about this again. I think it is unusual and that's kind of our laughter, but it does happen. And I think, you know, particularly, I think her saying, you know, it, it started with his delayed ejaculation, right? If you can't climax while you're having intercourse, you know, and your partner wants you to, that could put a lot of pressure on you. Sure. And any kind of anxiety, any kind of pressure is going to make climaxing even harder. So and as soon as you start thinking about, I'm not going to come. You're not going to come. <laughs> exactly. And and then faking it like lying or anything else is a good way of avoiding 
something bad, stopping, you know, that feeling. It, it's a way, it's a step away. It actually in a moment provides safety, right? I don't have to feel that pressure. I get away from feeling so bad. You're happy with me. You know, I can just, you know, let this thing go. It's a mm -hmm. short-term benefit, I guess is what I'm saying. Like mm -hmm. any lie is, or faking is, you know, but right. it has an impact and not only an impact on the person who might find out, but an impact on the person who's using that strategy, which is, yeah. I think, what we need to try to figure out how to talk about. Right. So the impact on the other is they begin to maybe not trust mm -hmm. that this is good, right? An impact on ourselves if we're the one who is using the, you know, strategy of faking is, well, first of all, we're denied pleasure. I mean, just basically we're denied pleasure secondly i think you know you would kind of feel somehow or another bad about yourself because you know you're not being straight with your partner yeah and so that doesn't feel good it's like there's something between me and my partner i'm afraid you know i, I imagine in my head they're going to be critical if they know i'm not coming and i mean this whole thing kind of builds up a scenario of a break of connection between me and my partner yeah, it's also I'm faking it. the person who faking it gets denied the opportunity for help with that struggle. I mean, they are struggling yeah. in that moment. There's a fear that something they're not going to come. They're going to let that partner down. They're not yeah. getting any help with that fear. And when you don't get any help with that fear, you know, it just grows inside of us. So in yeah. immediacy of the moment, all right, I get away from that fear. I can fake it. But, you know, that fear just continues to grow and the pressure continues to increase. So, yes, the impact is, you know, you don't get help. You betray your partner. You feel bad about yourself. I mean, it's just on lots of levels. It hurts. And yet people continue to do it, which shows the power of the immediacy, right? That's something in that moment says, at least I'm going to make my partner feel good. I don't know. I feel like betray my partner might be a little strong. Like I, I know so many women who fake orgasms. It's like they're the the intent is to please the partner. But you know when the I mean? partner it's like, finds out that they're lying, that feels like a betrayal. They're not trying to betray by doing it, but it lands that way. Okay, I I hear you. It just like those words feel. I just want you to know they feel really strong to be lying and betrayal. Woofda. Like, whoo, that, I don't know. I, I, I guess I can hear it from the other side, uh, especially if, if it's been a long pattern and then you feel bad, like, wow, you, this whole time you weren't climaxing and you never told me. What's our mission? Are we trying to understand what it feels like for the person, the impact? I, no, I just want to explore it. I think, yeah. I, I mean, it's a different perspective. I guess I've. I've never thought about it as betrayal in line. I guess it is in some ways, or it's lying. And it's a subtle form of lying, but. I don't think any of it's in the intent, but I, I put myself in that position. It's as I, my, my partner is pretending to have an orgasm. You mm -hmm. know, why do they need to do that and not talk to me about that? Like you said, mm -hmm. it creates mistrust. So mm -hmm. mistrust is our partner's not, with us right <laughs> they're not they're not being forthright so you mm -hmm. know that letdown is what what i'm calling a betrayal and whatever words we want to you know yeah and it's a it's a letdown in a really intimate place mm -hmm. yeah 
I hear that. Ooh. So she wants to know how she can say it to him. One, I don't know if we want to figure that out. And, you know, how does she, how is she gentle enough so that she doesn't increase the anxiety? And then I, I kind of want to offer some things of what they might do about it if they had open communication. So I've, I've been on a really fun weekend this, this uh, bit while we're recording and I've been with my girlfriends and all we've been doing is talking about sex and talking and talking and talking and talking about sex. Should have taken a microphone sex. into those topics. Oh my gosh, George. You Invite would them on a podcast. Right? You can get rid of me for a week and, and let's see what the ladies got to say. Be more inter- interesting. <laughs> yeah, like just a fly in the wall. I thought about you. I thought George would love to be hearing this conversation. But anyway, I do have some solutions. What do you think they would be saying about this topic? Yeah, so we actually did talk about this and they they had came up with lovely things to do. I mean, first, one of them said, why don't you get out of bed and just say, hey, it's okay if you don't climax. Why don't we get out of bed and I'll masturbate you in the mirror so you can see me do this. And, and they so were thinking, she can see him ejaculate. <laughs> I want so proof. She- <laughs> <laughs> I need the mirror to see it. Hopefully it hits the mirror and I can actually see it. I think that's what she was thinking. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But also she was thinking like combining that visual eroticism with physical stimulation would be kind of the thing that would push him over the edge. Mm-hmm. Or doing it in the shower. She also suggested doing it in the shower. Just She would masturbate him in the shower. And another girlfriend said, you know what I would do is I would just like give him a golden ticket and just say to him, you know what? It wasn't your moment, but tonight at any time, if you feel desire, if you feel horny, any point in the night, just wake me up and we'll go again. Like just giving him permission, you know, and also they said, you know, just knowing that, hey, it's okay. If you don't come inside me, it's no big deal. Let's just do something else or I'll watch you masturbate or I'll masturbate you and we'll try that way. You know, I mean, it was just no pressure. You don't have to come inside me. And I thought those were great suggestions. A lot of wisdom in that. I mean, the culprit is the pressure. So finding ways to reduce the pressure is critical. Yeah. So I like the creativity. And, you know, I also think there's something really loving about the intent in faking it, right? That you just want to please your partner. You want your partner to have a good experience. You don't want to, you know, have them worry about you or stress out. You don't want to introduce the negativity. So, you know what? All right, tonight's not my night, whatever. I just fake it. We still got feeling it connected. I mean, I I think to connect with that first, you have to see that part of it, that this person is, Mm -hmm. is protecting themselves, certainly, but there's a big part of it that's trying to protect you too. So can you hold on to that as you try to initiate the conversation? Right. I I totally go with that one. It's like you are trying to make it good for your partner. But I, I think these other ways might be ways that you can climax and your partner can feel really connected to you. Yeah. You know, because they're still involved and I mean, it's good. Well, let's come back and okay. talk about how she can bring it up. Okay, let's do that. OMGYES.com is a website with findings from the largest ever research study into women's pleasure and intimacy. Oh my gosh, we have finally got women to talk about it, about what they like and what they want. 
And omgyes.com, oh my god, yes.com has hundreds now of super honest videos, animations, and even how to's. And it's all based on the patterns and categories that they've discovered from their research about physical techniques and mental techniques. You guys, I really think that ohmygodyes.com is a place to learn about new techniques and old techniques and gives you language and labels to communicate better about the techniques that work. Ohmygodyes.com really does feel empowering to watch and see the experiences and listen to women talk about it from a vulnerable place. I think so often we're embarrassed and we're modest and these women really speak from their heart about their bodies. It's beautiful. It's artfully done. Yes, very explicit, but omgyes.com. Go there with the foreplay code omygodyes.com slash foreplay for a special discount. That's omgyes.com slash foreplay. Uber lube. It's a luxury lubricant. Can you say that three times fast? Uber lube, luxury lubricant. You know, basically it's pure silicone bliss. It is made from superior ingredients. It has skin soothing vitamin E and it goes on just like natural moisture and it lasts a long time. There's no drip. Their glass bottles are truly beautiful. You can leave them on your bedstand. I do. No problem. Nobody notices. And it's basically like this thin, slippery silicone formulation. It reduces friction, which is great, but it doesn't reduce sensation and it stays slippery long enough for lasting pleasure. They have travel-friendly toughened glass bottles. You can slip it in your gym bag. You can slip it in your purse. You can be ready whenever. Try UberLube, the silicone lubricant at uberlube.com. Use the code foreplay for 10% off. Really, it is the best lubricant on the market. All right, so it's one thing to have a couple ideas. It's another, how do you start the conversation, right? Which is probably the hardest part. And I know, so I think always helping couples try to connect first before they give advice, right? To trying to connect with the pressure, trying to connect with the good intent, trying to protect her partner from the message mm-hmm. that she's betraying. Mm-hmm. She feels betrayed or she's hurt, right? When we lead with the hurt or we lead with how can you do this and you should be doing this instead, it usually elicits defensiveness. So I would think it would start with something, you know, hey, babe, I appreciate you know, you're always worried about me and concerned about my experience and you want to protect me, you know, you want to mm-hmm. protect yourself. And, and, and I love that. I love that about, about you, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I, and I also, you know, sometimes I have concerns about, you know, are, you know, are you having an orgasm? Or are you not like, you might have those yeah. same concerns about me. I'm curious, how do we talk about that with each other without making the other person get defensive? Because, you know, we should be able to talk to each other about that. And to me, the problem isn't the, that we do it. It's that if we can't talk about it, you know, I think that's the missed opportunity. That, that's what I'm trying to help people see in the conversation. It's like, if you could put some on a table, we're fine. It can lead to us feeling closer together. It's if we never talk about it, that's where, you know, the real disconnect happens. Okay. I want to say something about what you just said, because I think this is such a smart technique. You, you do this a lot. I've seen you do this in therapy and you talk about it in the podcast, but you start with a very broad sentence, you know, very broad look. It's like, you're not 
going in for the kill with the 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 very thing you want to talk about. You open up with something that is positive about the relationship, sort of seeding the fact that we're connected and and then you, you know you're bringing it around to what you want to talk about, but mm-hmm. it opens broadly. And I think as a pursuer, this is a big mistake that I can make is oftentimes I want to get to the point. So I'll open with the point like, hey, you know, let let me say it wrong. You know, I might have said, you know, I noticed, you know, when I got up, there was no come inside me. And so I'm just wondering if you came or not. But that would be like way too targeted, right? Because suddenly, I mean, there's no softening. There's no sense of the understanding why this might happen from another perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the compliment sandwich, right? You start mm-hmm. off with a compliment, connect in, you, you make your point and you try to end with a compliment. And not really as a technique to get heard, but I just think it puts me in a better position to really see the bigger picture and the truth. Like I do want to protect my partner. I do believe in my partner is doing something. They have their good reasons. And I actually mm-hmm. just want to explore that and have a conversation. And if I come out of the gate directly challenging, then I'm probably going to elicit defensiveness. I want to have this conversation right. with two green brains, right? And, right? and when couples try to have this conversation with those defensive yellow brains, really nothing good happens. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I'm just, I wanted to show the wrong way. Yeah. Because we can do that. I can do that. We all do that. We so- all do that. But if you were the person, let, let's just try to brainstorm on maybe what you would need to hear and then we'll role play it. So I, I figure if I were the one faking, man or woman, if you're faking, you want your intent honored and you don't want to be ashamed. You're already ashamed. Mm-hmm. That's why you're faking it. You're ashamed you're not climaxing. So the last thing you need right now is for your partner to shame you and sort of calling attention to it right there is is a, a is like getting stripped naked, you know. <laughs> so I think, gosh, what I would need would be a lot of tenderness, a lot of appreciation for anything that I've given sexually, mm-hmm. you know. You know, maybe it just the other good things about me sexually um, that I'm a giving partner that that I'm up for sex, that I have desire, that, you know, I'm fun in the experience, anything that could, that compliment sandwich that could make me feel relaxed. It's just amazing, the gender piece of this, like that, you know, women do it all the time. And it's kind of, we have language around maybe how to talk about that. The idea of, uh, you know, helping a man talk about it is, is such a foreign concept just because, mm-hmm. you know, we don't really talk about that. There's so much secrecy mm-hmm. and hiding around it that even if a man does it, a woman's probably not going to talk about him doing it. So it just doesn't seem to get out, which is maybe why my brain is like, huh, you know, how would I? I guess I would need help taking the pressure off, which was all these creative ideas, like being told it is okay, you know to not have an orgasm. It's, you know, it's, it's not happening. Like it, you can stop. I and mean, we're still trying to yeah. connect and everything else being, I, even in the, in the note, he, he says, I need to let go because he can feel the pressure and he can't let go. So I guess getting some reminder that it's okay not to come wouldn't probably take out some of that pressure. Yeah. So if she were to say, 
to begin it by saying, you know, it's okay. I, I just want you to know you're, you know, you're a great sexual partner. I'm so attracted to you. I love our time together. I love what we're doing in bed. I love you inside Are me. Are we role playing this? Not a, maybe. Are Let's we? Let's do it. Shall yeah. we? Okay. Let's see if okay. we can do it. <laughs> I'm putting myself in the role of a man who just faked an orgasm. So this is okay. new territory for me. Excited. <laughs> it would be new territory for me too, just for the record. Not all women fake it. Never faked it. I'm too selfish to fake it. My goodness. Okay. So, um, okay. So, Han, let's see. Let, you're Joey. I'm going to call you Joey and I'm Janie. You know, Joey, I just want you to know I last night was so great. I love being with you and I always love being with you. You know, it's, it's so good. And, um, I, I don't know, just your willingness to please me and all that makes it so good for me. And I, I appreciate how giving you are. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking about it. I, I know sometimes there's a night that I don't come and, uh, you know, sometimes I imagine there's times and I know you've struggled in the past, you know, that you don't come. And I don't, I'm wondering if we can find a way to just, that can be okay. And if we don't come, you know, maybe we switch it up or maybe we do it in the morning or maybe we take it to the showers or how are you feeling about our experience last night? Hmm. <laughs> Moment of truth. I feel me wanting to lie. Yeah. And say I just right. came, right? Which is, yeah. again, because if I can do that, I can just avoid having to touch this part of myself. I really don't want to mm. talk about it. Mm. So, I'm, I'm not sure last night. I mean, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was really good. And I think us... Everything we did was good. Like, you know, all of it to me was pleasurable. Just being with you is good. And I'm wondering, like, just if you feel yourself not going to make it to orgasm, like, I'm wondering how we could talk about that. And maybe you need something else. Maybe, you know, you need different kinds of stimulation or a little break or anything like that. I, I guess. In general, do you know what you need? Do you? Are you? I guess you're asking me, did I have an orgasm? Yeah. I mean, I almost always do have an orgasm, but I guess there are times where I don't want to lose my erection and I don't feel the orgasm coming. And I don't want to really feel what that's like to like lose my erection and kind of feel bad. Then I have to worry about it next time. So sometimes mm. it is like, it's good enough. We're having fun. You've had an orgasm. Like, and I'm like, you know what? Let's just end this. And I just, yeah, I, I just, you know, have an orgasm. I pretend to have an orgasm. Yeah. So sometimes you Not feel a like. Lot, but I did do that last night. Honey, that. First of all, thanks for telling me that. I I get it. You know, we were having fun and maybe it just wasn't your night and you just felt like you didn't want to lose an erection, which I know is hard for you to, if that happens, you don't feel good about that. 
And so... Then I don't want to have to talk about it. Right. Right. So just pretending to come is a way to end our evening and and to feel like... For me to feel like you did come, then I feel happy. Mm-hmm. And you want to make me happy. I even feel happy yeah. pretending to come. It's kind of fun. You know, it does, <laughs> it does kind of like, all right, it's, you know, we get to cuddle afterwards and oh. you know, it's a better out, outcome than just like getting frustrated and, you know, so. Yeah. I guess for me, I want you to have pleasure so much that I, I also want you to know that it would be okay to tell me, you know, it's not, it's not happening for me right now. And it would be really okay for you to ask me for anything that would help. Like, it's okay if you come outside me and you want to just masturbate next to me and I'll hold you, honey. And, you know, because I know sometimes you just get in your head and it's not working. And maybe if you just do yourself right there, it would work. And I would, I would love that, you know, or I'll help. I'll do it too. Or maybe we can figure out something that's kind of sexy that, is an alternative that gets you there. Cause I know sometimes when it's hard to come inside me, it's a little bit better for you outside me. And that's, a, that's good with me. I just, you know, I really want you to have freedom to do what feels the best. I guess it does feel a little relieving as we're talking about it. Like even the idea that it's okay sometimes to not come. I mean, I've never thought that way. I always think, you know, if I don't come, it's a failure. So, you know. I mean, think about the times that we've had quickies and I don't come. I don't, I mean, I don't yeah, expect I that of myself. I did that for all those years. <laughs> but now I'm starting to get it. My body's changing and it's, you know, I still can have fun. Even if I don't have an orgasm with you. And yeah. I guess I don't like how it feels too some of the time if I don't talk about it or it feels like I'm, I'm, I'm just faking it. So I'm kind I just, of glad we're talking about it. I just want us to feel free to tell each other kind of what is really happening in our bodies. Mm-hmm. That that would make me also feel close to you. You know, I know it's risky and I know it's vulnerable and I know you grew up thinking men should always come and always be hard and you know, I I think there's so much pressure on men but I that's not how I feel about it. I'm feeling something right now, so what do you think? okay joey all right joey's waking up now joey's waking up okay well listen i hope let's come out of this yeah i i hope again we're just giving a space to try to start a difficult conversation right it's 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 awkward to want to talk about this but what's the alternative to not talk about it means you can continue to hide these parts of yourself when we hide parts of ourselves, the levels of engagement in a relationship go down. It's a beautiful question and a thing that this wife is wanting. And good job bringing it up. Yeah, we hope that that helped you. And thank you so much for writing in. And we appreciate that. We know it's vulnerable to just put it out there, but we hope this helps you. Okay, thanks for listening. Keep it hot and it's okay not to orgasm. I would love to invite you. This is women only, but we are having a retreat in Asheville on November 10th through the 12th, and it's going to be a slumber party. And so we're going to like 
all stay together in the same cabin. It's a beautiful space, and we're going to have meals brought in and made, and, and we know who the chef is, and so it's going to be wonderful. Maybe drink a little bit of wine if you'd like to, and we have kind of some talks and time to work together on your sexuality. So the whole goal of this Women's Sexuality Retreat, the Slumber Party, is to basically enhance and develop yourself, your erotic self inside. So we're going to be talking about anatomy and physiology and sexual attachment. We're going to talk through blocks, you know, what stops us? What are the breaks against our sexual expression? And then what are our gas pedals? What are our turn-ons? How do we open up more sexually, like with enhanced sexual pleasure? And we're going to talk about orgasms and role play and using toys and fantasies and some stuff. And each night we're going to have a pajama party where we just relax and sit around and talk on the deck and hang out together. And and then on Sunday morning, we're going to set our focus and have concrete steps toward sexual engagement with our partners. Sounds pretty awesome, Lori. And all the men, don't worry about it. Maybe we'll have like a Spartan camp out somewhere, have a couple (laughs) beers and, you know, we'll do our own version of that someday. That would be great. So love to invite you. I will post it on foreplaysextherapy.com under resources, and there will be the retreat, the scheduling events, and you can link and figure out if you can make it with us on November 10th through the 12th in Asheville. Okay, so tell us about your cutting-edge training that you're doing on success and vulnerability? Lori, we just keep pushing it, coming up with a new module on the playbook of a pursuer, playbook of a witcher, really practical moment-by-moment moves of what a therapist can use. You know, we're so focused on what's happening in session. Enough there's talk about theories and these global things. We, I think most therapists are looking for, what do I do in this moment? Give me a tool, George. So that's what we're trying to do. That's awesome. I am so glad you guys are doing this work. I think it helps us be organized to see you do it. You do demos, you do explanations, teaching. It really is interactive. And I think that so many trainings that we sit through don't give us an opportunity for that. So what you're doing is really important. No, we try to emphasize the teach it, show it, do it model of learning. You need to have some ideas, so we try to teach those. And then we try to show what it looks like implementing those ideas. But most importantly, you now got to practice it. That's how they become yours. And that's what we want our our listeners and watchers to do is become their own moves. Find George and his teaching at successandvulnerability.com. Call in your questions to the 4Play Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.